Yo, check us out. Chuck D, public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DLC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking God. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, dog? This is Esha. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This is your boy, DJ Paul KOL for 36 Young Busy Bone. Vice One. This is your man, Matt Mine, the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. questions uh i don't know uh how it was in brooklyn I'll, I'll answer that second the first one how i got into hip-hop i it's i can't even state a year like i just grew up into it you know i just grew up into it so besides the the uh rapper's delight and all that i mean whatever past that though a little after that when it got real in my perspective you know what I'm saying like kumo d and the treacherous three and fantastic five mcs and cold crush brothers and all that so it's like i was real young listening to that by the time the song got to BLS and Kiss with Red Alert and, and Mr. Magic, it had to be old to me and my little crew. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had to have the song two weeks in advance. So we searched all the underground stations and all that. So I was really heavy into it. I don't even know a year, but ever since Little Kid. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, how Brooklyn was. East New York particularly. You know what I'm saying? The whole Brooklyn was crazy. You know what I'm saying? But East New York was like, 
it was like this. It's like the equivalent to Overtown. For everybody that's in Miami, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's equivalent is exactly like Overtown. I, I, Overtown was in the 80s. That's how East New York was. And we was fully involved, you know what I'm saying, fully active. So when we moved to Miami, we bumped into the <laughs> bumped into dudes that was on the same thing with us. That's why we clicked so um clicked so good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you moved to Miami in uh, '88. You know what I'm saying? This is uh right at the height of the Two Live Crew. Obviously, uh, you could have never imagined you'd be on that label, could you? Hell no, never. Cause when I first when we first moved to Miami. We was watching them on videos, MTV and all of this. They had the big dookie gold chains, and I'm like, oh, like, what? They was looking crazy, you know what I'm saying? So when we actually met, before we met them, when we, they used to come through the club sometime, and they used to be looking like the the superest of the superstars. So I, I would have never imagined I would have even met them, you know what I'm saying? So that, that was a blessing. Respect them to the utmost, Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, um, okay, so you, you get to Miami with Deb, and you guys are, uh, you know what I'm saying, you, you're in a new area. Um, at what point in time did you uh, run into JT Money? All right, well, shit, we ran into JT Money. I right, don't be real particular. We moved to Miami, like, in soon as school finished in New York, my mom said, y'all out. It was so hectic like that. Y'all out, you know what I'm saying? And she even lied to us. She said we we wasn't even going forever. She was like, yo, y'all just going on vacation two weeks. But ain't no return tickets. I already knew what time it was, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, so we spent, like, the first two months of summer in Carroll City, you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to my cousin Art, you know what I'm saying? Carroll City, he was for real. So then after that, we moved to uh, Norwood. It's just it's still like Carroll City, but just a little down more. So when we went moved to Norwood, that's when we enrolled in Norland School. And when we moved, uh, enrolled in a school, that's how we met uh, JT. We met JT first, and then we met um, everybody else after that. That's how we. That's how we formed with them. What that's, were your that's first, first impressions met. of Jay? Oh, when I first seen Jay, like he was like, like I said, we just came from the Wild Wild West, right? So he was the equivalent of that. He was like the same same thing. Like I ain't gonna front. When I first saw him, he was in the back of the school holding a bat. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Yo, he was walking around holding the bat, looking at everybody crazy. I mean, he knew everybody, but he couldn't do that. Like, he was just being him. So he walked around the bat, like, you know, like, playing, bullying people. I'm just watching. It's like, yo, that, he was like the loudest dude in the school to me. You know what I'm saying? That that was my first impression of him. He was like, he probably the most popular in school. I'm not going to lie. So, yeah, we met so him he, in the back. And how we met, what's that? Go ahead. No, I was gonna say he he was uh he already had uh, uh that personality then. Yeah, he was just like us exactly. I mean, it, it fit the mold perfectly. Me, me, Debonair, and of course the other Poison Clan members. But like I said, we met JT first, and he was just he was just like us. I don't know how that was. You know what I'm saying? He was exactly. I mean, he was super Miami too, but he used to listen to hip hop. He used to listen to the Juice Crew, and he had all these um. He was listening similarly to the same stuff we was listening to. So everything matched up: the raps, the, the street style, the you know what I'm saying, the popularity. So everything just fit right in, like it was meant to be. So I was happy when so I met them. I ain't gonna lie. Uh-huh. So he could have, uh, you know, if it would have been the other way around, and he moved to Brooklyn, he would have, and he came across you guys, he would have fit in with you guys there too. That is a fact. That is a super fact. If he would have moved to Brooklyn, he would have been exactly. It would have been the same thing, <laughs> like how he was in Miami. He was, it just would have been vice versa. He would have been in New York, carrying on the same way. You know what I'm saying? And, and I right, don't trail off. I'm gonna trail off. But like how how before the rap stuff, like I right, so we met him, and then um like uh we would they would, his house was like the popular house. You know what I'm saying? So every uh, every day after school, a big crew would go to his house which ended up being our crew. But they would all go there, you know what I'm saying? So we'd go there and everybody would be rapping and all that type of stuff and shit like that. So at the same time, we still young, you know what I'm saying? So a, a, a robbery come up in a conversation, and, and we take that. <laughs> uh, uh, whatever, man, I'm just, I'm just going to keep it real. You know what I'm saying? This is drugs. So it was me, Debonair, JT Money, and Trigger. You know what I'm saying? We went on this robbery mission and shit like that, 10 and 16. We just came from New York, just met them. You know what I'm saying? So we rolling around. We tried it. We got knocked. 
police rush that came out of nowhere. I think it was on the roof watch. I don't know. So they just rolled up on when we was getting up out of there. Er, pulled up in front of us, like guns, everything. Get out, get out, get out. So anyway, we went to jail. Well, we were too young to go to jail, so they took us to the precinct or whatever. Our moms had to come get us. So then we caught the charge. JT took his shit to the door. He was like, I ain't, I ain't pleading to nothing. I ain't do nothing. But I was new to this. This is my first time in this court, getting caught. So I was like, nah, I'm just take it. So um, we took me and my brother took that. He took it to the door, took it to trial, beat that. But anyway, the point of it is, I think besides the raps, that right there kind of solidified us. And after that, we was rolling ever since. <laughs> ever since. Yeah. So when we hear lyrics like, uh, you know, this, this fool, I want shot him because his Cadillac had too much bottom. I'm not saying you guys out there capping fools, but but you guys were out there doing some shit. Yeah, stuff was happening for real, for real. Stuff was happening. Stuff was really happening. But you know, uh, you know, it's not for the airways. But JT was for real. Debonair was for real. Like Boys and Clan was for real. For real, for real. Shit was happening. I mean, yeah. sometimes I used to. One time I walked in. I hope I don't blow nobody up, but. One time I walked in the JT house at night, just unexpected. I seen AKs, guns, right, everything is laid all, all over the um the living room floor. He had some of his older crew around. I'm like, yo, like, he just fit in. He, he was really with it. He ain't fake. Yeah. Yeah. And that, well, that helps, mm-hmm. that definitely helps the credibility of the music. Uh, but, but you guys found a way out, you know what I'm saying? Um, you eventually um, end up getting signed. You know what I'm saying? We had Mix on here tell us the story. We had Jay, of course. Uh, I want to hear it from your perspective. How did you guys end up uh, forming the group Poison Clan? And, uh, man, how did you guys get discovered and signed by uh, Luke? I, well, we was in a club. First of all, I ain't even rap yet. I didn't even rap yet. You know what I'm saying? So, But we was crew. We was all gang. So whatever. So we was, we was all in a club. Big Daddies. I think 119. Eighty six hundred. I don't know. I think it was eighty six hundred, Big Daddy. So, um, we in there on Biz King, right? So, uh, Deb and J T used to rap. So they was um they was winning. I don't know if they won or came in second, I don't know, but they just blew the mind of, of the judges. You know what I'm saying? So even to get the judges, uh Mr. Mix happened to be in there. And like I said, that's the club where before we met them, sometimes they used to come through with big old chains on and to me. To me, they were looking like El Cool J, Run DMC, Bisma, all of them. They were looking like all that put together. So anyway, they won the concert, and Mr. Mix came up to us. He was like, yo, boom, 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 I like this, da, 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 and all that, exchange numbers. And um, he was like, yo, call me on the weekend or Monday or some shit like that. So um, when we got home, you know, everybody discussing and all that, we were like, yo, this shit is real. Yo, this, that, boom, boom, boom. So then uh, they called Monday. And he called him down to the studio, and uh, it was a rap from there. First, he uh, gave a, gave him a beat just to practice on, like, this is going to be the tempo type, you know, how we going to do it. And then uh, it was a while, probably like a couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, man, son, probably fronting it up. Then he just called, and he was like, yo, y'all ready? And she started getting picked up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like on the first album when you hear, check it out, it's a Poison Clan, definitely a drug and a money man. I didn't even rap yet, but I was on front line. I was, you know, we was gang, so. You know what I'm saying? So it was like that. And then um, it's like, nah, 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 you can go ahead. I don't, I don't, I don't want to uh, get ahead of you. I'll just wait for you to answer the questions. But, yeah, so that's how it happened. And then um, we went in the studio and just, just started picking up. We never left. Never left. Never left. They even tried to throw me on some songs, but I wasn't even good enough. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't even good enough. I ain't even rap yet. So I had to wait for the yeah. second album. See, that, that's what I was asking, you know what I'm saying, why why uh, you weren't more vocal uh, on that album, you know. But the second album, I remember uh, going to uh, Coconuts or one of the record stores back in the day, and I saw a single, and it was in my nature. And this was after, obviously, the first one dropped, and I thought to myself, shit, that means there's another one coming. Uh, and I was all amped up. Now, you was on In My Nature, if I'm not mistaken. You was talking to the female right. in, the, in the chorus, wasn't you? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh-huh. What now? That was going to be the second album before Poisonous Mentality. Uh, what was the title of it going to be? Nah, I don't even think that was going to be on the album. That, to my recollection, is like back in them days, people started doing like uh, singles 
ex- extra singles like that wasn't even on the album, but we're going to throw this out yeah. anyway. They, so, yeah, so we picked up on that. Actually, it was Debonair's idea. He came up with the idea. He came up with the song, the hook, the, everything, made the beat. You know what I'm saying? So um, he put that out. It wasn't really supposed to be on the album. It was just supposed to be a hit, you know what I'm saying, just something hot. And um, that's around the time when things started to go left and things like that. Yeah, but yeah, so I um I, I was on there, but I I didn't um I didn't I didn't rap on there. I could have, but I I didn't I wasn't really into. I didn't even care yet to tell you the truth. I'm running around and doing all of they call me say, yo, come on, son, come here and do this my work. All right, man, you know, stupid shit like that. But yeah, that's that's when I um I started mastering myself, my, my raps and all of that. Yeah, but you you were in like the videos. Um... I even seen a, a freaking um, a collector's card of Poison Clan. They, they used to put out these rap cards back in the day, and uh, so you, I mean, you were there for the success. You know what I'm saying? You were there with him. You got to see everything. Got to tour. What was that whole experience like? All right, but but before that, let me tell you why. It's like you know how you just stated them like was kind of heavily involved. I'm gonna tell you why, and I didn't even rap, but this is why. Like, I had, like, heavy importance in it when I didn't even rap because, like I said, when I was young, we used to come up, well, me particularly. My brother used to rap. Devin used to rap. He used to keep me up all night. Yo, son, how this sound? How this sound? I'm like, oh, God, all night, every night. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, he knew. I didn't even notice he was he was noticing me, but he knew that I knew everything that was hot, everything that's going to be hot. It was like I was the go-to man because I was so heavily into the new shit and what's going on. So he watched me my whole life do that. So when it came to the Poison Clan thing, he just, he charged me with that, with that, uh, with that job right there. He was like, you the critic. They used to call me, first my name was Def Jeff, then it was a rapper that came out with that, so I had to change it. JT changed it to Two Def, so they was calling me Two Def, the critic. Then I changed it to Drugs, the critic. You know what I'm saying? So I was a critic, so it's like, nobody noticed, but before no, put it like this. Any rap, any lyric, any syllable you ever heard from that first album had to go through me. I was the gatekeeper of every single lyric. You know what I'm saying? Niggas had to wow. dudes had to run up to me, and then if I didn't like it, I would just um, tell them, nah, son, I don't like this right here. You got to change it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they wouldn't like it or whatever, but it worked out. Like, I was charged with that with that um, job because my brother knew that I knew what it was. So when he was telling me, yo, come on, let's rap, man, I'm like, I don't rap. I don't know how to rap. He was like, his exact words, like, you have to know how to rap. You know what I'm saying? Because the way, the way you put it down and critiques it and the way you know shit, you have to know how to rap. So it's like I believed him, and then I just started, I started rapping. So but that was all on him. He seen it on me before I seen it. Yeah. Damn, I forgot the other side of the question. Oh, I forgot the other side of the question. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then um, going on tour was ridiculous. That was like, that was like, I mean, that's like shit you can't even pay for, like, I don't know how that life happened. That was beautiful. We was on tour. That's at the height of their career, the height of the controversy. You know what I'm saying? We we on the news with them. People calling us. Yeah, we seen you on the news. Down seven, this and that. Behind Luke. And yeah, I mean, we was everywhere. Everywhere Luke was, we were. Every, across the whole country. Everywhere. He even named us the Baby Two Live Crew. So he was looking out. He was doing his thing. But yeah, that was crazy. So when they that, 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 arrested and you, know, you were, you, you seen all that stuff go down. I seen everything from the beginning. Well, at least from when wow. we started, everything. Every, I, I I was there. I was there when they started making me so horny. From that time on, I seen everything, everything. Well, I even seen when they when they was calling the girls into auditions for me so horny. I was like 15 years old. I'm looking at these women on the on a on a desk shaking and doing this, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. But yeah, they had it like that. It was like that. So that. I can't even explain what it was. It was it was so much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the Me So Horny record, you know what I'm saying? I mean it I mean, Two Live was big before that, but that really blew them up to the to the next level. And you were there while they were creating it. What was it like watching them at work? Well, let me see. Um I was like I don't know. It was like happening so much and so fast. It was too fast to process. All you could do is stare. You know what I'm saying? All you could do is just be there and admire it and watch it. It's, it's like everything was happening. It, it was just, <clears throat> it, I don't know. I can't even explain. It's like 
It's like a dream. You look over there, Tulak, uh, Chinaman right there. Marquise got us in his Jeep taking us to uh, Heavy D video shoots on South Beach. And Luke right there, he on the tour bus with us. Mr. Nick, he taking us in his brand-new Jag going to Bell Harbor, buying all kind of Louis luggage and this and that and a big gold check. Yo, uh, it was just, it, it was everything. Matter of fact, our first show at Splashdown in Miami was when <laughs> Oh, he was wearing two loud crew, big gold chains and all that. You know what I'm saying? We had our first show. We did two shows in, in one day: Splashdown and Strawberry. You know what I'm saying? And Strawberry, we came through with the big gold chains on. Everybody had a their own bottle of Moet, and you know we was just slicking it. It was cool. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Mr. Mix. You know what I'm saying? For real. Yeah. Yeah, Mix saw something in you guys. He knew there was some special Poison Clan. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That's a super fact. I, I shout him out, man. He he really knew. He really knew. I ain't gonna shout out no other names, but anybody else down with the label, they it was him. He knew that. He seen something. You're right. So shout out to him. That's a fact. Yeah, Mr. Mix. Yeah, he he definitely, man. Uh, he's a creator too, man. Him in the lab. Um, that had to be something to see him come up with those beats, the 808, and, um, you know what I'm saying, that whole process, too, man. What was it like watching him create? Well, when it, come to the create, when it came to creating the beats, like I said, I was running around in the street, but Debonair, he was focused. You know what I'm saying? So he would stick under um, Mr. Me. Oh, they was road dogs. He started being with him a lot, and I started being with JT a lot. Me and JT running around, end up in the studio when we got to, I, I, you know, things like that, but... uh. Deb was with Mix all the time, you know what I'm saying? So as far as creating it and all that, you'd have to ask him. What, what I seen, it just sounded like boom, boom, bap, bap to me, you know what I'm saying? I was in all these drum machines. I didn't know what none of them buttons meant. So it might have been something super big to him, but to me it was just machines. I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I didn't know what was going on back then. Yeah. yeah. You were just enjoying, enjoying yourself and just soaking it all in. Like, yeah, I was born new. I was young, man. I was very young. I was 15. Yeah. <laughs> that had to be uh, surreal. You know, you guys come from Brooklyn, and, and within a matter of a, a year or so, here you are with a, a platinum recording group, uh, Two Live Crew. And, and then not only that, you guys are making your own name. Now, Poison Clan, to me, I thought that was the first group to really blend, you know what I'm saying, hip-hop, Gangster rap and two short type shit, and then of course two live crew. Like it had all of that shit in it, you know what I'm saying? And right. it was different at that time. You guys had to sound all your own. You had the bass, you know what I'm saying? But it was street. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you guys never really got that credit. Like whenever they mention groups like A Ball and MJG or UGK or uh, Three Six Mafia, I always think, man, well, what about Poison Clan? Um, do you kind of feel that Poison Clan never got, you know what I'm saying, the credit they deserve? Yeah, I definitely feel like that. I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know why it went down like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, just speculating, I, I would guess it's got something to do with the business behind the scenes or something that maybe things wasn't, ain't go as far as they could have because of whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you're right, like, we was like, like, after the bass era, not the bass era, because it was always bass, but after, like, let's say Move Something era after that, and we came, we was, like, the first group to incorporate the street. Cause, you know, that's when it turned over from, like, party music to, you know, real shit, NWA, you know, 88 type stuff. So we was the first group in Miami to have the the streets behind us with the good music, and, like, we had the whole package, you know what I'm saying? We was the first. Before that, it was, like, Everybody will chase around certain groups, but it was more of a... They had the world, too, the streets, but on another level, more on a star level. We had it on a thug level. Like, we really had the streets with us. And I think um, I think Poison Clan was the first group to do that. The first one, first gangster group. But I don't mean just a gangster group with the lyrics. I mean, like, the streets was with us. Miami yeah. was, was really with us. Uh-huh. Miami so, yeah. was... Um... Miami was a very hard, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, city to crack, too. There was a lot of competition in Miami. But you guys stood out, you know, and I think that's why you did withstand the test of time because um, 
you know what I'm saying, you were so unique at that time. Plus, you guys were kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you said, you was 15, I think, Jay and Deb, what were they, 17, 18 at the time? Um, nah, uh, well, uh, Jay is one year older than me, and Deb is one year older than both of us. Okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so it's like I came in at 15. Uh, we probably ended up in the studio at 15, 16-ish, and then the album dropped at 17. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot for, uh, that's a lot for kids. But then again, you guys, you know, you guys were doing, uh, uh, your own thing too. You came here, um, you know what I'm saying, from Brooklyn. Did Debonair, did he ever record anything, uh, before he got here? Like any solo stuff? Well, demo not tapes? professionally, but yeah, yeah, demo tapes, De- demo tapes, yeah. He used to kill those. What? He used to bring up this, bring him up to school. He was a star. People used to that some of some of our friends used to try to lie and say it was him. They was them, but it was really my brother. Like he was, he was the he was the man. He was like, he was like the big daddy came to me of that school back then. He was the best. He was the best. Yeah. So yeah, he made demo tapes and um. Particularly one that I heard the last one before we moved, I was like, "Yeah, you ready? You ready now?" It was crazy. It was crazy. And matter of fact, nobody noticed, but the last demo tape he made in New York, some of those lyrics went on to uh, when he was like uh, cruising down the Avenue, so she bazzing down. He was up on the gas, pulled out the double down. So, hey, I forgot that I forgot the name of the song, but anyway, oh, neighborhood apps, neighborhood apps. I think some of that was in some of those lyrics was in his demo tape in New York, gangster like that, like you know what I'm saying, like. And when we was in New York, it wasn't no gangster. N.W. ain't come yeah. out yet. It wasn't none of that. I don't know where he came up with this shit from. <laughs> but I was helping him with that. He, I was like, I don't want to get into exactly how, you know what I'm saying? But he would, like I said, he would run me every other line. Yo, how do you I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I, but yo, you should boom, 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 and this and that. Yo, yo, I think if you boom, boom, and we would do that all night. It was his lyrics, but it was my, he would ask my opinion, you know what I'm saying? And he would value that. So that's why he charged me with that um, job. But yeah, so. He was making um demo tapes. He he was the best. At one point, I thought I I think I still think at one point in his prime, he was the best in the world. That's my take on it. And it ain't just because he my brother. Very he, very very lyrical. I mean, yeah. yeah, man. I wish I heard them tapes, man. You you was lucky to grow up with them and hear that shit. Um, you know, uh, but did he ever release any, like, did he press any up, or, or, or it was just, like, stuff he passed out to his friends? Yeah, it was just demos that you uh, pass out to your friends, came up to school, and anybody enjoy it, but it's like, um, like I said, we was running the streets, so the, 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 you know, the dudes back then that was in the Cadillacs and the Rams and the Gold Teams up there in New York that was doing that, they would bring him to a studio where Jungle Brothers was at and Red Alert be there and all that type of connections and all that. Red Alert would shout out the dudes with the caddies. You know, my brother's friends, he would shout them out on the radio. Like, they was heavy in the streets like that. So his time was coming. You know what I'm saying? His demo would have reached Red Alert if it ain't if we um, reached Miami. Put it like that. Because he, yeah. he was getting close. He was getting real close. He was in the studios where Red Alert used to be at in the Jungle Brothers in Coney Island. And then that's when we left, right? So I, I, he he was gonna get it, he was gonna get it. So it was yeah. just a matter of time before, yeah, things could have went, went that way too. Yeah, yeah. man. What was the interesting thing about um, you know what I'm saying Poison Clan, yourself, home team? I mean, you guys uh, reinvented yourself. Um, the second album, uh, you and uh, and Deb wasn't on it, and I was like, man, where the fuck are they? You know what I'm saying? I was looking, I was looking forward to hearing you rap because I figured you was gonna get into that. Um, and of course, Debonair, man, I, I loved him from Two Low Life Mothers. What, what made you guys want to say, you know what? I think Poison Clan is something we're gonna, we're gonna put to the side for now and go do something else. Well, it, it wasn't really a put to the side for now. It was more like, yo, I'm out. That was Debonair, like, uh-huh. and I'm just, you know, I'm just keeping real. Deb, it was, it, it wasn't no. Nothing personal, no hate, nothing. Just some creative differences type shit. I guess he felt like, I, I, I'm gonna keep it real. Like, what, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just tell you the last episode I saw where I knew it was over. 
Like we was in the studio when like we was in Luke's studio, and like, it was in between the times, in between uh, the times of making the new album. Matter of fact, it was in the beginning of making the new album. Matter of fact, I was like on the new album. I was already on four songs. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna be flooded on the new album. You know what I'm saying? But um, so we in the studio, and Deb is like, "Yo, I don't want to make that certain type of song." And they and other dudes is like, "Yo, we already made that certain type of song. Like, we getting paid off of that? What's wrong? We blowing up? Ah, and he like, yeah, we blowing up off that. We could blow up off something else too. I know what I'm saying. Like, yo, I just want to make a different type of record. I don't want to be boxed in the category. Like, we only make one type of music. And um, a producer was in there that was making the other type of music. So they it got real heated in there." And he starts talking loud and yeah, 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 and people start saying stuff and and it's like no, I know my brother, so I ain't saying nothing. But in my mind, I was like, this is it. He ain't coming back. You know what I'm saying? But nobody knew until he let it out. He didn't even tell me until he told me. But I looked at him and I knew it because it's like he um, I guess he felt he know what he was talking about with the direction. And uh, I mean, I mean, he did know what he was talking about. Like he made in my nature and all that. Like he know what he talking about. But anyway, they wasn't going for it, so he was like, um, and I particularly think that it wasn't JT. It was an outside person that was that was not, that probably said a little too much, and then it looked like they was jumping him, so he was probably like, nah, I'm out. Keep it. And um, we had like four or five hot songs. Like JT song, Action, I Want Action, I was on it. Debonair was on it. Like, that, that shit was hot. We made a couple of songs that... It was, they, that that shit was hot, but then um that's when we left. You recorded and, um, that? Yeah, there like was a recording of that. Oh wow, fuck! They was on the reels, on on the two inch tape back then, in the studio, ready to go, finished. You know what I'm saying? I, I would have been all over the album, but yeah. And then um mysteriously, yeah, mysteriously they all disappeared. I'm gonna just say mysteriously, but all the songs, <laughs> all the songs disappeared, and um. He was like, yo, I'm out. And I'm like, you serious? You out? So um, he was like, I'm dead ass out. So um, I really wasn't ready to be out. I'm like, yo, you see what we living right now? You bugging. And he like, nah, son, I'm out. So I'm, um, after that, we still cool. So, you know, Jay, I'm still going on the road with Jay, taking Debonair's place, doing his parts and all that. So I was doing that for a while. And then um, uh, I'm probably giving up too much, but... The reason why I'm on the second album, I'm only on there talking on, I think, some freestyle thing. I think I'm introing it. And I wasn't even supposed to get on there because um, they was like, yo, you sound just like Debonair. Y'all both sound like y'all from New York. People ain't going to be able to tell. So, and my point is I'm leaving. So, if you get on there, you defeat my purpose. So, that's why I didn't get on the verses on the album. But I was like, nah, this is my man still. So, I'm still, I got to do something. Now. I'm going to. So he's like, yo, get on there. So I was like, all right, we can talk. So that's why I'm only on uh, the second album, JT's album, one one time. I wanted to do more, but, you know, I was, I was on some loyalty stuff. You know what I'm saying? He, he was like, I'm out. That was that. Yeah. So the second album was half done. And then I don't really want to, you know, I don't want to get into that too much. But, yeah, the second album was half done. And mysteriously, all of the tapes got erased. <laughs> and, uh. Anybody had to start over. So what they did is actually remade the four songs over. Now you know I wasn't on there, and then they they did they things with it and just completed the album. The album went went through the roof. It's still you know so it was all good. We ain't never yeah, had beef. We ain't never had beef. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely a classic. Um, but then you know, not long after that, you guys came back to the same label, um, home team. I was excited to see that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was something different, you know, but it was uh, it was straight hip-hop. It was something different from what we were used to from you guys, but uh, it was dope. Uh, whose idea was it to do Home Team? Was it Dev's or yours? Or? Well, it was his idea to do a group, period, because I was just on some We Poison Clan. Like, I didn't think past that. I'm like, we PC. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you finished? You out? But in his mind, he probably was like, no, nah, I'm going to do something else, but he didn't tell me. So one day he like, yo, let's, make, let's, let's do us. So I'm like, all right, of course I'm with it. So he came up with the name Home Team, and um, and he was like, yo, it's your turn now. But when that happened, no, 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 hold up. Before that, though, we was on tour, and I started to write. Like, I, I wrote a whole year before 
actually made uh, uh, the Pick It Up album. I, I I was on the road for a year. We was um I was just writing, ripping the papers up, throwing them away. Nah, this ain't good enough. I'm getting better. I'm getting better for a whole year. And then he's like, Yo, it's your turn now. Yeah. I just went and did my best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, so he um I guess he knew the direction, but I didn't know where it was going. He was just like, Yo, it's your turn now. So I stepped up and did my best. I was just trying to keep up. I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, damn, son, you, you giving me all this. This is this a lot you putting on. I'm rhyming next to you. I'm just starting rhyming. Like, but he was like, nah, you could do it. So we did it, and it came out cool. Came out pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, but, that um, shit was. But, I, I remember seeing it on the video shows and you know everything, man. The box BT was, yeah. you know, it was a a, a a big record at that time. Um, mm-hmm. what made you come back with it to Luke? I um let's see. We were shopping it actually. All right, so this is how it went. After after we left Luke, I'm like, this can't be real. Like I can't fathom this. So I'm like, nah. <clears throat> so what I did is I went on the Ave. I went on 15th. You know, 15th is a you know the popular. You know, you know what it was. So <clears throat> I went. We I went on 15th. I'm like, nah. I didn't go on 15th first. I went to the nightclub. I went to Luke's. You know what I'm saying? You know, we got VIP. We go in there. They know we go anywhere, anywhere. So I go up in there. You know what I'm saying? I go up where, I go where the goons at in the VIP, where they gambling and da-da-da and do whatever they want. So I'm up there. So I run into one of the homies I know from out there. I'm like, yo, what's up, man? I ain't really doing this rap thing no more. I'm trying to I'm trying to get paid still, but I need to get some money. What's up with the app? He was like, oh, yeah, you serious? You trying to work? All right, come out there tomorrow. Put me on. Right then and there, I was working on the app for a while. You know what I'm saying? So when I was on the, on the app, Shout out my my man Booty Red. Shout out Gucci from Sugar Hill. I am Sugar Hill, straight up. You know what I'm saying? We used to roll around with Al carrying speakers for him, going to every jam. He playing our songs. We making songs for him. I'm Sugar Hill. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so I'm on 15th Ave. So um, I'm with Booty Red. Booty Red lived with Gucci. So Gucci like, yo, what up? Oh, where are yo, you drugs out with Debonair? I'm like, oh, my brother, da da da. He's like, that's your brother? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yo, tell him, come out here tomorrow. Ah, ah, and all that. So I'm working all day. And then um, I tell him, but I don't know what he's going to do. So I'm just chilling, working in the spot from 10 to 10 with Booty Red. The next thing you know, I see Debonair pull up with Gucci. Gucci had the yellow box caddy with the super bass in there. So I see my brother, and he's like, what the fuck? Yo, it's right, going somewhere. Then after, you know, they shook a hill already. And after Booty Red, it was Gucci. And after Gucci, we met Al. Then after Al, we met Sonny, and it just kept rolling like that. You know what I'm saying? So with Al, we recorded, we recorded it over, but we recorded Pick It Up and a whole bunch of songs in in our house and on his equipment. We damn near did a whole album in his house. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it wasn't the quality one that we put out, but we did that. You know what I'm saying? We was we was really with Al. You know what I'm saying? So we was doing that, and then we met Sonny. So Sonny had the money, so we told Sonny what was going on, and Sonny invested it from there. You know what I'm saying? We had the ideas, he had the paper, Sonny is home team too, and we just put it all down together. He paid for the studio time, we, he um, paid for the, to take the pictures, he paid, uh, paid for everything, you know what I'm saying? So we went in there, made the song, it was hot, so we like, okay, what are we going to do now? So we give it to Al. Shout out Al, not rest in peace, live in peace forever, you know what I'm saying? So we rolled around with him, and he got that shit flaming in Miami because he was a radio man. So he playing to pick it up. We right there, you know what I'm saying? The vouch for it. He shouting us out. He doing his thing. Yeah, Uncle Al, pick it up. Don't you boys in the... Yo, son, that was crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, and then we made the 15th half song for him. So he playing that. We like, we helping each other, you know, back and forth. So... We was Sugar Hill. So that's how it blew up in Miami. Shout out to Al. So then I don't even know how it blew up across the country because, like, after that, we um we, we we were speaking to another label exec. Not really a label exec, but somebody that's really into the business that got mad connections. So they're like, you know what? I'm, um, I don't even know if I should throw names out there, but I am. It's like, yo, why don't y'all – I got somebody that might be interested, right? So, boom. He – you know, John Sally, John Sally was a basketball player, I think, for Detroit Pistons or uh, oh, Chicago. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. Oh. So he, he flew us out. You know what I'm saying? So John Sally flew us out to Detroit. 
he he got a mansion. Like I think it was thirty two rooms. He got a cook a man. Like, it was crazy. Cars all over the, the. It was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So we um tell for like three months, like top floor, free at not free, but you know like everything is on the bill. Everything. So we we was recording, recording and all that, but that didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? So um we left, but we still got this shit hot. Pump. They wanted to sign us. They was like, yo, if um. But they wasn't really giving enough up front. They they might have did a lot in the back end, but we was kids. We wanted that money. Like, touch, we want to touch it now. Like, nah. So they wasn't offering enough. So we went to Luke, and Luke was offering more. So he was like, all right, take it. And that's how we got to Luke. It was already blew, blowing up before I got to Luke. Matter of fact, hold on, I missed something. Before we got to Luke, we was distributing it ourselves. We was going to the flea market, going here, going here, driving ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And then... It's a crazy, uh, I don't, uh, no, no, um, I'm not dissing nobody because business is business and we all grown now. I ain't got no beef with nobody, but it was, um, somebody told the distributors, yo, we can't touch our stuff no more. We got a call that says if we touch our stuff, they're not going to give us no more of their catalog and they was heavy. So we sorry, but we can't fuck with y'all. We love y'all da, 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 shit like that. So we were like, whoa, oh, shit, this is crazy. So then um, Luke had called, called a meeting with us. That's what happened. Luke's like, yo, I want to holler at y'all. So we went over there, you know what I'm saying, did some negotiations, bada boom, bada bing, and paid, and shit was going from there. And shit was going from there. So it was like, we was already hot. We just sold him the whole album. We already had an album. We didn't record nothing in his studio. And we just sold it to wow. him. Well, I mean, what a way uh, to come back. <clears throat> Plus, you got to think, too, you guys came back right when Luke and, and Dre and Death Row were going at it. Um, oh, yeah. Perfect timing, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was all fun to me. I, I ain't, It ain't mean no difference to me because back then it wasn't really no shooting and stabbing. It was just fighting. So if they wanted to, not them, but whoever wanted to fight, that was no big deal. So, you know, it was just entertainment. That shit wasn't serious. That shit wasn't serious. Well, it wasn't serious. what about the uh, Jack the Rapper? Were you at that when uh, Luke and Death Row um, went at it? Nah, I was there when Cube had the fight. I saw that. I was there. I was in the lobby. I saw Ice-T there. He was taking off his rings, flying down the elevator. I saw Above the Law. Above the Law is the ball-headed ball dude, short stocky from, ah, uh, oh, fuck, from... Cold yeah, Cold One Eighty Seven. Him. him, he was he was a short, stocky dude, right? So he walking around the whole mezzanine floor in in a Mario Marquis with a bat, straight up. And he, I'm right in front of his face. He's not even looking at me. He's scanning the whole area, like looking for somebody. I'm like, first I'm thinking, like, is he just acting or what? Like, we in the lobby, son. So anyway, he um see uh, Lynch Mob, and then um. They fly down, the, uh, he chased them down the escalator. And that's when Ice T, the, the rocket started, boom, 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 boom. Then Ice T taking off his rings, you know what I'm saying? Flying down the escalator. But I did not go down the escalator to actually see, because back then I was still in my, uh, you know, that street vibe where, yo, whoever around could get it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I ain't even involved. I don't want to see it. But I was there for that. But as far as the, um, when Lou got it on with Death Row, I wasn't there, but I definitely got the word what happened. <laughs> I definitely got the word when he came back, and they said that was crazy. I ain't going to get into detail about, you know, certain shit that really happened, but it was wild. Yeah. It was wild. I heard it was wild. It was wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, c- I could imagine. We we heard several different people's takes on the whole thing, and I, I didn't know that that was the last Jack to rapper. That was the one to end all. Um but I want to back up a minute, though, man. This is kind of kind of wild. You remember Ice T? What, 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 what was Ice T flying down the uh, escalator for to see what was going on, or or to break shit up? Not, not I would imagine because he fooled everybody. That's what I'm saying. Like that was my question for decades. Like who was he going to help? Because he took his rings off. When you take your hands full yeah. of rings off, you gotta do something. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't. I didn't follow him, so I don't know who. I don't know what, but I seen him. What? Yeah. I seen him. That, that same I mean, uh, thing we were interviewing uh, uh, Dazzy D. 
He was Ice Cube's uh, uh, lynch mobs, one of the DJs, you know. And um, he said that Ice Cube himself was uh, speaking at a seminar or something uh, when the lynch mob and above the law altercation took place. Um, but that's crazy you were there to see that. You guys were on tour or something at this event, and and, and you see Cole 187 yeah. walking around with a baseball bat. That That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we were on tour probably somewhere. I don't know what state we was in, but we rolled into New York just for that seminar, you know, then we pushed back out and continued the tour. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it was like we we, um, we was on the tour bus and all that. We we got there, and it was amazing to me. I mean, that Jack the Rapper, that, that, no, not Jack the Rapper, that um, the Marriott Marquis, that, that, the New York seminar, that, that, that was a crazy time. Because even before that, the same time, um, Michael Concepcion, the, the crip in the, um, the OG crip, I think he's in a wheelchair, but he, he got mad power. He, back then, I didn't know who he was, but um, some New York dudes had got it on with some Cali dudes because Cali dudes was giving out some T-shirts, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I ain't going to front. They were really aggressive with it. You know, I guess they was on any whatever, but they just like, here, here, throwing them out, boom, boom, boom. So... This New York dude, I think he was a one other dude and a girl or some shit, but I don't know what happened, but something he ain't like, or maybe the other dude ain't like, but it's something, and they just started fighting. You know what I'm saying? They started fighting, boom, 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 and then it just turned into bigger and bigger and bigger. I don't know who was there just scrapping. Then the whole lobby is fighting, and then um, it didn't get broken up until Michael Conception came down in the wheelchair. And he was like, yo, yo, chill, 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 yes, sir. And they all stopped immediately. I was like, oh, shit, he's in a wheelchair. Word. I saw that. Michael Concepcion. That was at the New York seminar. That shit was crazy. I seen a whole lot of shit. That shit was crazy. And I was all at the same long time with the ice, with the ice tea thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, he that's threw that out of like, a lot of legendary things, man. Um, I mean, that had, to been, uh, that had to have been something real nice. Do you ever think about... You know what I'm saying? Writing a book or something like that? Oh yeah, well right now, actually I'm um I'm getting my I'm enrolled for my uh my bachelor's for digital cin- cinematography. I'm in school for that oh, right now. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks a lot. And I'm um I'm actually uh I'm into the short film. Now videos is easy. I've been doing that, but right now I'm into the short films. But I haven't co- I completed some, but like I, as I get better, I'm like, now nah, you want to present those right there. So like right now, my work is kind of looking very cool. So I'm starting to, you know, put it out now. But yeah, so um, I, I dabbled into the um the movie thing. So what I'm gonna do? I already have the script written. Like not, I have the whole New York. Okay, this is what, I'm, what, what, what this is my plan. I I'm gonna write the whole point. I'm gonna write the whole story. Like this series could go on forever. I plan to sell this to anywhere, you know what I'm saying, that, that's going to Hulu or Stars or whatever that's going to play it forever because it's like it's a series that we, we start from New York, like just like this interview, how you started from when we was little in New York, came to Miami, PC, home team, did it, that's my movie, you know what I'm saying, so I'm going to do a series where it, it's like it's the whole thing, but it breaks up into pieces, okay, this and that, we write, let's say the, the New York story could last a week, then a piece of the Miami story could last another week. And then there is another. This shit could go on for a super long time. So that's what I'm planning to do. I already got the New York story written. Miami story is not in full. And like I said, I'm in school. So as I learn more, I end up crossing shit out or editing and making it better and things like that. But, that, yeah, that's what I'm planning. I'm going to do the whole life from teenagers in New York to, um, to the Luke record days. I'm, I'm going to do that. Not even I want to. I'm going to do it. Yeah, so that's my thing right now. Absolutely. Of course, I'm the rap thing and all that. Yep, I'm doing that. I'm on that. Because I was yeah. there, it's like, I don't have to get a writer to tell me anything. Like, I saw it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I saw it, so I'm just going to let the world see what I saw. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about right there. Uh, I'm going to go to a break real quick. I'm going to play this Pick It Up classic track. I'm going to come back. I'm going to let my homie Sin from France uh, ask you a couple questions, and then we're going to find out what you got coming up. Uh, so don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. This is Drugs, Poison Clan, Home Team. This right here, Home Team Classic. Pick it up. Be right back. <laughs>
let me see on bodies. 650 is the mail of course. Follow the yellow brick road, cause I'm telling on, telling on. That's me, your best be a monster. Godzilla or gorilla, cause I'm Ella, I'm a stomp, you pick it up. Listening to that, I'm like, yo, that's vibing. <laughs> Sound like yesterday. Yeah. Nice. nice. Fucking timeless. You know, um, what about, uh, you know what I'm saying, your brother and, and Jay? Uh, you guys ever talk about, like, you know, putting together a, a Poison Clan reunion, home team reunion, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, we've been, I've been hearing about that, like, for years, though. So, I yeah. don't know. It's like, um, yeah, I don't control the Poison Clan name, you know what I'm saying? After we left, we, we you know, business-wise, we left that name, too. Like, so I don't control the name, so I really, so all I could do is tell you what I hear. So I hear talks of that, but um, I, I haven't seen nothing come to fruition. So what I plan to do is I'm going to, it's going to happen, you know what I'm saying? Even if I got to take, not, not take charge, but I'm going to put stuff out and just keep inviting people like, yo, dog, you ready? You ready? You ready? I'm just keep dropping until... They ready and, until um, it's a go. Cause everybody ready. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, everybody's there. The talent's there. Uh, you know, what I'm saying the fan base is still there. We're still we're still alive, man. We'll buy that shit. You know, <laughs> just like we did back in the day. Um, I'm gonna bring on my brother Sin from France. Uh, Sin, you there? Yes, yes, sir. Hi, hi, Scott. Hi, Drugsy. Yeah. Uh, I got a question about your 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 group home team. Uh, is there a song uh, that you you made that was uh, 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 never released before <clears throat> at the first album? Yeah, you ever did make the cut? To to I don't think if it was, it was like one. But it wasn't. I don't even think it was. It it probably didn't belong on anyway. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't much. I, if it was, it was one. It, 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 I think it was one. And I think that was in the early beginning stages, like one of the first ones. Other than that, it wasn't none. Everything was, was, was yeah, okay, this is the beat. We're going to do this. And that was that. It wasn't really no, I don't like this, uh, none of that. So, yeah. yeah. Like when the beat was presented, we, you know, completed it. Yeah, because you came from uh, Brooklyn, but uh, you did a song was uh, uh, Back to the Bronx. <laughs> Can you tell us a story about it? Oh, well, Back to the Bronx, actually, it meant that hip-hop started in the Bronx. So that's where we was taking it, back to the essence, you know, with the lyrical ability and the, the sound, some, you know, things like that. So it wasn't that we were going back to the Bronx, like we were from the Bronx, we were from Brooklyn, but hip-hop originated in the Bronx, and we were taking it back to the essence. So that, that was the meaning of that. Oh, okay, right. Okay, right. 
And uh, can you tell us about the, the Miami Slowdown music, uh, you know, uh, by uh, Magic Mike and, and Disco Dave? It was before the Jazz Crew uh, around uh, 1984. Uh, do you know about the dance, uh, the Slowdown music back the day in Miami? Were you into that early Miami stuff? Like, yes, before, um, before? No, no, I'm not going to lie. Well, like I said, I came to Miami in 88, like half of 88. June in 88, we landed in Miami. So up to June, I was in New York, and it was no, it was, I never heard it. There was none. Oh, okay. They was in playing out in New York, so I wasn't familiar with that. Is it end of the is the end of okay. 80s, you got a Wassam Crew or Triple M Bass or MC8 or DJ Fury, King of Bass, you know, Young and Restless. All that type of stuff was, was were kings of the 80s. Uh, but uh, you came in 88, it was the end of this era. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right, but at the same time, uh, I, I am familiar with the songs because... Uh, They was playing all over the club, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm I am familiar with the names you say and the song, but as far as you know, doing it, nah, nah. But we respected it, you know what I'm saying? Respected it to the fullest, to the fullest. But you know, it's not like starting out with playing my tape deck in my room when I'm uh, I'm gonna play something else back then. But um, yeah. we respected it to the fullest. Yeah, and MC8 and Posse was, was very big at the time, <laughs> back in the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and triple M bass and all that. Yeah, I mean, like, everything I know from my, all the bass I know from Miami, I, I'll credit that to JT. You know what I'm saying? Like, even the, uh, the um, jam ponies and all, like, I, Jay was playing these in, in, his, in his cars. I didn't know about this. Yeah. So anything affiliated with Miami bass and the coaching, I credit that to Jay. I'm not going to lie. Well, my cousin, too, from Carroll City, but I, I was rolling with Jay, and he really put he put me onto the Miami culture. Okay, yeah. right. <laughs> so it was like we was trading. Like, we was trading him some New York culture, and he was trading us some Miami culture, and we both blended it together. And I think they both stick with us to this day. Like, we, we infused with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Even the show in New York, there's a show bus in New York City. In New York City, help as uh, the down south beats, the down south, uh, you know, the trigger man beat. What? Now, I, I told about uh, the show boys. The show boys in in New York uh, help her to the to the trigger man beat. In the down the trigger south. Trigger man beat. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, that's a Wait, beat that you, uh, uh, like three six mafia flag. uses. Uh, yeah. It's been used so much. Um, yes, sir. Yes. I can't think of how it goes off the top of my head, but but uh, yeah, man, Sin, you got any more before uh, we get out of here, brother? Oh, it's all right. It's all right. It's all well, good. thank you, man. Thank you so much for calling yeah. in, uh, Sin. Appreciate you, you man, as right. always. Um, And drugs, man. I want to thank you, brother, because it's been a a, a hell of a show. Um, you know, what I'm saying so much history, and I look forward to the history that you're going to make in the future. Uh, man, what can we look forward to, man? All right. Well, right now I'm in the pre-production stages of, of my uh, new material. I'm putting out. I'm putting out an album uh, first quarter of next year. You know, what I'm saying because I'm kind of busy with the school right now. It's just a lot. So right now I'm um. The, the first quarter next year, I'm going to put out an album, and I do all my videos, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I do everything in now. That's at the studio. I got to go out for that, but the visuals, I do all of that. So I plan to um, do, put, a, put out an album the first quarter next year, and as far as the short films and all that, they're just going to keep coming. So I plan to do short films and, uh, of course, videos, music, everything entertainment infused in one, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm doing. But y'all can look out for the Drugsy album first quarter. For 2021, you know what I'm saying? That's a fact. And, of course, I'm going to have features on there. I'm going to have JT on there, I have Debony on there, stuff like that. So that's what I plan to do, and eventually it will form into a Poison Clan album soon. Man, that's, that's what I'm talking diary. about right there. Um, and, and how's Debonair doing, man? Is he uh, is he working on stuff, too? Yeah, he be doing his thing. He kind of flies solo. He kind of be in his – well, he always is like that anyway. You know what I'm saying? He'll be in his room and – Like, you know, he come out with something fantastic. Like, damn, what are you, what you doing? Oh, okay, I see. 
But um, so I don't really know what he's doing, but um, I just know as far as the Poison Clan thing, he's definitely on board with that. So everybody's just um, everybody's just waiting. Everybody's just waiting. So he he's gonna be on my album too. But as far as the PC thing, um, he's just waiting. I don't know. You probably need to. <laughs> You might need to have all of us up here and, and access that. Yo, sound it up the PC and see who say what. But anyway, it's going to yeah, be on. We got to do play. another reunion, man, because uh, I think we had you guys on for the 25th reunion or something like that. And now it's, you know, uh, 30. So, uh, yeah, man, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to you on your longevity, man. I'm glad to see you still doing things and, and you got things coming out in the future. Um you know what I'm saying? If if cats want to get at you for, uh, you know what I'm saying, video work or, or, or music or anything, man, uh, man, where could they follow you at? You got a website or anything? Yeah, well, right now they can find me um, on Instagram. I'm Drugsy from Poison Clan. That's on Instagram. And then uh, on YouTube, you uh, it's Brooklyn Wits. That's my – I wear so many hats that – Okay, Van Wattler, the second films is the is the production company for the film. Brooklyn Witch is also me, but that's when I'm directing and editing. Drugsy is when I'm rapping. <laughs> you know what I'm it's like that. But anyway, um, so uh, we uh, we plan to put all that together, and uh, you can find me on YouTube. The abbreviation for Brooklyn: B K L Y N Witch. So that's B K L Y N W I T T S. That's my YouTube page. Instagram is Drugsy from Poison Clan, and uh, yeah, I think that's all I'm interested in uh, giving out right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, hey man, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nah, that's about it. That's all I'm interested in giving out. Uh, as the, we near the future, I'll um, I'll be able to update what's going on. Definitely, definitely, man. We look forward to uh, talking to you again in the future and uh, checking out the stuff you got coming up. Uh, man, you and yours be safe, brother. And uh, man, thank you so much yep. uh, for taking time out to talk to us, man. I really appreciate you. Yeah, I also want to say, um, so I get out of here that, uh, like you said earlier, I, I, I don't even do interviews, but you know what I'm saying? Being that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm about to do my thing again, but this is like my first interview. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be bigging you up on, on all of that. Shout out to you for even, you know, saying, showing me respect to having me on, on your show. You know what I'm saying? I'm loving it. And, uh, yeah, you got the first interview from Drugsy. So, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to you. Respect. Is this your first interview ever or just your first interview, like, recently? This is probably my first interview in 20 years. Wow. Wow. Well, it's a yeah. huge honor, man. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we definitely look forward to the next one. And, uh, man, we'll keep you uh, posted, and I know you'll keep us posted. So you and yours be safe, man. And, uh, you know, say we'll talk to you real soon. All right. Peace. Thanks a lot. And thank you. Thank you so much, Drugs. Man, everybody, that was Drugs, you know what I'm saying, home team, Poison Clan, you know what I'm saying, a legend in his own right, and he's got a lot of legendary stuff coming up in the future. Make sure you support him. You'll hear about him uh, here on the show most definitely. Man, we're going to give you this pick it up again because it's just so fucking dope, and, uh, you know, it's timeless. We're out. Peace.
one, just one, get a gun and bust one, hide out, ride out, take your whole side out, erect it, check this, hold it, fold it, I rolled it, I done it, I'm getting mad blunted, I don't fight, but right, so I got a padlock, coming out of bedrock, big daddy death rock, uh, so check it, find it and lose it, physically abuse it, use it, choose it, break it, make it, take it, bake it, shake it, I feel I'm a lake it. Man. 